Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the Amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener. Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in Holbein, Ground, and even Evil Single Serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code MUSICSPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Good, you know, it's it's a beautiful Friday. Yeah. And, um, I have a, I had a meeting earlier with a new manager and that's really exciting, you yeah. know, just one day at a time chipping away. So, well, I do want to thank you for coming on the show. Cup. Um, um, I guess we got in contact last year sometime, uh, through mm-hmm. Podmatch and I, and, yep. I, and I want to give a big shout out to Podmatch cause they're great. Uh, yeah, anybody... oh, I met a lot of really cool people so far yeah so yeah. for anybody who doesn't know about Podmatch, it's a thing where um they match you up with with certain guests and mm-hmm. you found us so thank you very much for coming on yeah uh, my pleasure yeah thank you for no problem so grunge let's talk about grunge music for a minute okay sure i love grunge you know yeah and, and i just <laughs> told you that, that uh, before you came on i was listening to stp and they're like I don't know if they're my all-time favorite grunge band. I think Nirvana is, mm. but it's it's Nirvana. It's the big five. It's Nirvana, Soundgarden, uh, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, and FTP. Which one of those five did I just say is your favorite of all time? It's hard. Prob- probably Nirvana. Yes, <laughs> I love you for that. Nirvana is. I don't know. I don't know if that's the easiest answer, but I feel like that's you know. Uh, they they definitely made their mark, and I feel like, you know, I didn't really listen to a lot of rock growing up. It was only and when I moved to New York that I was like right. having this whole musical awakening, you know. So, um, it it really spoke to me in, in a lot of moments there. <laughs> well, that's so. not the easy choice, but it's the correct choice around here because we love Nirvana to death. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. I was reminiscing. I was going back back um, through the catalog the other day. And they have so many great, great songs that I don't think get played really enough. Because you, you're used to, like, Smell Like Teen Spirit, Heart Kid Box, and Bloom. And Bloom's, like, yep. one of the greatest songs ever. And it's just those three. I mean, they got a whole... No, Nobody listens to their first album, which was Bleach, anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Which is yeah. sad. 
That's true. That FM great listener. But yeah, you know, I, I love the, well, his songwriting, it was very poetic and um, it could be taken for what it was, or it also could have been interpret, in, um, interpreted in a, a lot of different ways. And I think I love that about like the 90s as a lot of music sort of had this double meaning to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's like heavy. It's like, it, it can be really cathartic just because it's, it's heavy rock for, right. you know, I feel like the 90s was like the last sort of decade of that of like real rock and roll in my opinion like there's definitely been some good stuff since then but um i don't know it's, it's in a league of its own i think yeah. so yeah i think uh nirvana single-handedly killed um hair hair metal bands <laughs> single that's hard to say that's really yeah. a, that's really a, like a great accomplishment, but I do love eighties metal. I mean, it's, it's yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, you can't you can't not hate like they they did their thing, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, uh, so you are like my sister in this in this way. So, um, before yeah. you before I uh, had you on, I researched you, of course, and uh, it 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 said you're you have a bachelor's in science degree. And in retailing and consumer science, with yep. a double minor in business administration and marketing from the United U University of Arizona. Tell me yep. about that, because you seem really, yeah. really smart, and I want to learn know everything from you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually I went to U of A um, thinking that I was going to study marketing as my my, my major. Um, and they have a, a really competitive business program there. And I forget if it was like the first or second year into it, but I was really into fashion at the time. And I actually thought that that's what I wanted to do out of school. And so, um, you know, I could have gone through the marketing minor and like found my way into fashion, but they had this new program where, you know, it shared the same prerequisites and stuff for um, with the business school, but it was more of a science-based program where it focused on buying. And um, Terry J. Lundgren, who was like the long-term CEO of Macy's, was the founder of the school. You know, so it was kind of an exciting thing. And um, I liked the idea of doing something that was a little bit more directly related to that industry. Um, even though once I immediately, you know, got out of school and moved to New York, I just realized I did not want to be working in fashion at all. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, New York. Is, okay, okay. So, Susan said that, let's, let's talk about New York for a minute because I had a guest yeah. on my show and he, he uh, moved to New York and had to move away from New York because he said, there's two classes in New York, rich and poor. Mm. You know? And, and, uh, yeah, he said he didn't like it for some for for many reasons. But, yeah, but he and I it, discussed like like they said of New York New York as a trap. Like you never want to leave when you live there. Is that true? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I I thought I was never gonna leave. I was there for nine years, and I think after year four, I was already like, well maybe i'll move to california you know and then like another five years <laughs> went yeah, by, yeah. and it's like i don't know it's just you know there's something about the energy of the city that's just so addicting and it's so special in that way right. um it that it's very energizing and it can be really um intense but in a you know it, in, a, in a good way in a good way but also you know 
it was hard to definitely sort of center myself and find that that balance of like peace you know you need to take breaks sometimes and I definitely worked like you know sometimes six different jobs you know Um, so yeah it, it was definitely not exactly you know every sitcom that was ever filmed in New York shows these young kids like living in big old apartments and having the best time that's, and it's like true. in what world that's like true. yeah see, see, that's I the mean, magic of tv because they'll you know get you with you know <laughs> like ads and stuff yeah yeah it's not it doesn't work that way yeah yeah i mean it's crazy like i think um it was a great experience like i definitely learned a lot and there's definitely a magic of the city where you're just there's people of all different kinds all over you know so it's like you can really like choose your own adventure and you know explore yourself and i think it's really easy to get lost in that also but um somehow i made it out okay so (laughs) um also again while while i was researching you it's sending me bio on your website um courtneyfontana.com please everybody go there too because that's great too that rocks yes yes Um, that rocks yeah, it said that uh, you did most of your writing in New York because you were uh, felt alone and depressed. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I mean, and I, I think, I, and I get that because New Yorkers aren't very nice as human beings lie. So, I, so I totally get that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I actually I really love the people who are there, but okay. I think the the hard part about it is that there's so many people that in theory like you should be able to go and make friends but like I said it it can be really hard to get lost in it and I think for me you know I I made the choice to sort of stop drinking at one point when I was out there and a lot of the the friends that I had made up until that point were like really big partiers and and I used to be in that scene you know so (laughs) like sort of channeling my feelings into music has always been really therapeutic and um i used to do it in high school and in middle school too but i never put my music out there or like played those songs for anyone so um being around other artists i was really encouraged to do that and you know i think when when we talk about loneliness now looking back that I've like worked on myself a lot, you know, it's like, it's all a matter of perspective because I was feeling lonely because I was like feeling sorry for myself instead of Mm. stepping outside and putting myself out there and like being grateful for all of the opportunities that were right in front of my door. But I just, I I couldn't see them, you know? Mm. Yeah. So uh, you said that, uh, so how did you build build up the confidence to get out and do what you wanted to do? Uh, you know, it was one step at a time. I think okay. um, when I first got to New York, I I didn't have a sewing machine with me. I didn't have like I didn't even have a guitar. I just had like one suitcase, you know. Okay. But um, <laughs> when I was in college, I I had a small business where I was like making. Um, costumes and and tailoring things for people and so that was sort of also what I did for fun too for myself and um so when I got to New York and I didn't have that I was like well what's another thing that I I really love and I just kind of was like oh this is my time to like 
give singing a shot, you know? And um, I got on the Craigslist (laughs) and I like met some people and I did some backup vocals for an R&B group in Newark, New Jersey. And then um, I met another band in Brooklyn and I did some singing with them. And yeah, I mean, before, I think it was only, I was, I lived in New Jersey for a few months and then I was in Brooklyn for a few months before I found my apartment, uh, which was called the Rad Pad. And that was like a house full of artists, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So yeah, I got, I got really lucky. Um, It wasn't like the, the cleanest or the nicest place to live, but it was full of inspiration. (laughs) I I think that I I swear to God, because the first apartment for everybody is all like, Nasty and jumble when you you don't get out of there and get a better place, you know, because mm-hmm. because if, if one door closes, another window opens and that and, you know, other words, that's, you know, that's that's true for everybody. So yeah, uh, yeah. So going back to music, uh, what's your mm-hmm. favorite female fronted band, or do you have one? Because there's because there's lots of female front, and I personally love female voices the best. I don't know what it is. You know, but I, but I, <laughs> I think love that. that. But I think that they they can get higher notes than men can, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. men can yeah. men can get that guttural growling like a Cannibal Corpse and all mm-hmm. these death metal bands. But I find the best um, music being sung by any kind of female because they can reach the more higher notes, and I love that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, talk about range i mean i've been inspired by a lot of female singers like i definitely loved um more classic jazz in high school like ella fitzgerald or etta james um when i was just in moving to new york i i went through a whole janice joplin phase um i i i always cover at least one blondie tune Ooh, um, nice. i love jefferson airplane because they have a female singer you right. know <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Um, um so yeah I, so i have well, three i have three female front and bands that, that i think you were listening to and they're all rock okay have, have you heard of venues venues no v- v- okay venues they're uh they're a german metal band and Ooh. and their lead singer Lila is amazing, you know. Okay. She, uh, she replaced another female. They had they had have had two females in their band in their band, but now they're on Lila. Lila's spectacular. I've interviewed them and they're great. Cool. I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So uh, another one is called No Bro. No bro. N o b r o. So it's no brother. <laughs> There's no men in the band, you know. It's great. That's hilarious. So, yeah, it's all it's all females too. And nice. one of my favorite favorite bands that I met through this podcast was the Dead Deads. Have mm, you heard of them? Okay. They're great too. The Dead Deads. The Dead Deads. Cool. Yeah. All, of the, all all of their last name is uh, like like you have like the lead singers Meta Dead, the basis of the Daisy Dead. It's always some something dead, you know. Oh, that's funny. Except, like the Ramones. Yeah, except their drummer, which is McQueen, and she's fantastic. <laughs> I um, I got a chance to see him live one time after I interviewed him. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, and my and I brought my cousin with me, and he says, <laughs> McQueen, that you know, you know, the drummer, she was yeah. the best drummer that he's ever heard in his whole life. Wow, yeah, that's so a huge. That, that is, especially for him because he's he's like uh, he's a musician too. You know, he plays oh, guitar. Cool. 
Yeah, so that's an awesome that you said that you know, and I, I and I asked for any room until I'm, I I I got to meet uh, the basis, which is awesome. So. Very cool. Going to the same question with male, mm-hmm. um, you know, m- men voices. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think has the best voice of, of the male? male um, Ooh, that's a hard rock. one. I mean, I've always been a fan of Robert Plant. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I can tell you mine. Sure. Chris Cornell. Oh, yeah, nope. he's got a great nope, voice. No, nope. I, I think nobody can beat him. Nobody. You know, it's funny. I just I watched um, Eat, Pray, Love recently with a girlfriend, and he did like tracks on there, and yeah. it was really interesting because we were like, "Wait, I know this voice," but like it was not, you know, Soundgarden material. It was right, very yeah. much like, it's, yeah, he has a very distinct voice, and yeah, the songs were really good. But like the material, the the content he was singing about, I was like, well, "That's not. Yeah. That can't be him." And then like the credits rolled, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Cause, yeah. Um, he did the theme song for a, a James Bond movie. It's a Casino mm-hmm. Royale. Yeah, so if you load it up, he'll, he'll sing it right here. You know, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, well, to, to you, who would be the best, the the the, the best uh, male voice that you've heard in rock? Because um, I know you said Robert Plant, but I mean, I, I mean, do you have like two or three? More like modern. Yeah. I mean, I I love Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. Um. You know, I feel like he's. It's interesting how they're. He, I like that he doesn't take himself too seriously, and then it's like, you know, he kind of keeps reinventing their their own their project and their yeah. sound. And um, but. And plus Nirvana, right? <laughs> like a, yeah, I mean, you know, that that's an added bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I'm trying to think of like more modern. Yeah male singers i feel like i listen to a lot of older stuff i guess <laughs> did, did you ever listen to um uh foreign i'm blonde oh yeah okay yeah linda Lind- perry uh, linda perry has like the best uh, rock vocals i've ever heard you know she's amazing yeah she is yeah yeah I, i'll i cover her song uh what's up from time to time <laughs> Great song. Great song. <laughs> yep yeah Totally. And honestly, I I really like Miley Cyrus. Like, I, I don't do know too. where that yeah. came from. I used to be super anti-pop, but I just like, you know, I admire that she like really has stepped up her game, you know, because she went, she did all this like <clears throat> pop stuff and then she got into crazy physical shape and she was covering Led Zeppelin and she was covering, you know, all these classic tunes. I mean, I'd, I love Dolly Parton, of course. She's her, yeah. you know, goddaughter, so she's like singing with her. She's, um, and yeah, I think she's got kind of a, a unique voice, but she also seems to keep reinventing herself. And um, I, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of her pop stuff, but she does have a, a new song out that's pretty darn oh. catchy. I don't know if you've heard it yet, I, I but not, it's called Flowers. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's of a, uh, did she start at like like a country singer first? Um, yeah, well, she, she was on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And, um, and I think she, her character was like part time regular schoolgirl and part time undercover <laughs> country singer, pop star, or something. Yeah, um, it's hilarious. I, I don't know. I feel like that was, you know, 
my dream when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so uh, you started your music journey uh, since 2017. Is that correct? Um, or, I or started performing out. I gave my first performance in 2014. Okay, 2014. Yeah. yeah. But the first um, thing I put out, I think, was about, or so maybe when I really got serious about recording was 2017. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, was that your 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 dream to always become a musician, or did you have any other like 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 uh, venues you wanted want to pursue first? Uh, you know, definitely from an early age, I wanted to be a musician. Okay. I. A singer in particular like I I listen to a lot of like country um, singers and I guess I as I grew older I just never really felt um, like I got a ton of support from it and and it's partially because I, I didn't see any other artists in my world at that time who were doing it like I knew I didn't even know that like music school existed you know yeah. I didn't know that was an option like everyone in my um high school was like in band but then it was like we all kind of just went to college and you know so um I mean there were a few people that like had musical parents but I think that we were sort of not close you know yeah. so um so I, I thought that I wanted to be a fashion designer and I didn't really understand how much time and, and energy and money it takes to do that. And um, I think it was it was a really fun experience. But ultimately, um, when I started making music again, I was like, this is it. Like, I you know, there's always more to explore, like even if I don't have any gear, I have my voice. And yeah. that was really the the first thing that, um, that I fell in love with was singing. So, nice. you know, Very yeah. Cool. Um, so you had this dream and you fulfilled it to this day. Did it meet <laughs> your expectations of what it takes to become a musician or were you kind of like, okay, well, this is sort of not what I wanted to do when you first started? Um, well, I, I don't think I ever thought that it wasn't what I wanted to do. I think it was, it's just more so been, um, like the struggle comes in when it's like, okay, do I go out and meet friends or do I like finish writing the song or do um, I, you know, yeah. I stay into practice or, um, you know, I really want to buy this new guitar, but like I have to pay my rent or like, you know, it, it's, um, I think that if you compare yourself to other people, because it's a journey, it's yeah. like, you know, on one hand I'm doing it on one hand, I have a dream that is even bigger <laughs> than yeah. what I'm doing yeah. right now, you know, but it's right. like, it's finding that balance of like being content and really grateful and happy for where I am and the progress that I have made. And then also continuing to dream because I think I definitely, you know, I think everyone sort of has this idea that like either you're going to get discovered or like you're going to put a song out there and it's just going to like take off, you know. But the reality is, is it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and planning and, you know, so. 
Well, I um, was the uh, uh, well according to your um, e- um, uh, press kit, you have on Daily Motion is that you have seven point eight thousand views in the first twenty four hours. So I think you're yeah, you noticed know, real good. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. In, in well, so what what happened was I I got um, I met some. I was going to these, you know, industry mixers in New York, and one of the curators was at an event, and so I, I told him, I was like, I have this new music video, like, you know, maybe you could premiere it on your channel, and they they don't necessarily do premieres, but he did go ahead and put it on, um, like, a featured, as a featured video, and it was right after an Ariana Grande video. And so it was like immediately after Ariana Grande, they would see my my video, and it was so cool because I was just I had I had no expectations, you know. It's like you never know when something is gonna get seen or take off, or especially with the internet, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so um, I've I've been always curious because um, you've heard of bands that has backing bands that have names. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Bob Seger Silver Bullet Band, you know. I yep. I don't know anything else besides them, but that was the first one that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have the um, Sweet Myths. Yes, thank you. How, yeah. Okay, so did you couple with the name, or did they collectively name themselves, or like how, like like how did yeah. they come about? Um. Well, so they've actually been a band for six years. Okay. Already. So I met them about a year ago and, you know, at first I just asked them if they wanted to play one gig and then it turned into a second gig and then it just kind of kept working out because they live down in San Diego, um, but I was playing down there a lot. So, you know, whenever I do a show down there, we'd get together, we'd practice. Um, and then for like the bigger shows in Hollywood and that sort of thing, they'd come up here and we'd, we'd play. So um, it it was really nice playing with them. You know, it's like they already have a long friendship and history with playing together. So um, writing out the parts with them and stuff sort of came together really naturally. And yeah, my, my next question is like, um, do, you, do you write with them now as opposed to when you first started out? Because I know, I mean, when you have the backing band, it kind of has to be more like a in sync with you kind of feel, right? Yeah, well, so we've tried writing songs a few times, but we haven't really had, we haven't really put time away for that, you know, like we've gotten to record two songs together, um, but all of the songs that we've been playing are either covers or songs that I had already written, Um, so, you know. Hmm. We'll see. I'm working on some new stuff now, and yeah, yeah, I think... We, uh, I mean, like, like everything, it just takes time, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. And, yeah. and for writing for me has always been a really personal process. So it's yeah. like, now I'm, I'm trying to open myself up to co-writing because it's like, I believe in collaboration and I know that you can get a lot more interesting results sometimes when you, you know, work with other people. Um, so that's a whole nother vulnerable thing that I'm, I'm trying out. <laughs> Right, so um, I yep. should have asked you this um, before we started, but um, you know, music is a very powerful tool 
and mm-hmm. and uh, you are a mental health advocate, and I can't Absolutely. thank you enough. So, uh, I would imagine I don't I don't want to assume because that's either you or me, but but uh, are you um like diagnosed with depression or or like how does music help you with with your um I don't know if you have depression, but I don't. Sure. Know. No, I um. You know, thank God, I, I do not. Okay. Um, I've definitely struggled with bouts of it. Okay. Um, but I, I think the the real reason why, um, <laughs> scooting in for this <laughs> conversation, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I, I've suffered from burnout a lot, and I think that, um, you know, the pressure that I've put on myself, whether it be school or just work and you know new york like i said it was pretty intense at times so you know to be balancing so much on your plate and then not be considering your mental health really affected me and um you know so that's that's a little bit from like my own personal perspective but um i also lost a father to addiction and that that sort of really made me want to talk about it you know because I think that it is becoming something a little bit more mainstream but it's also something that's really new you know like our parents generation and generations before them it was really taboo to talk about things that were not so nice you know and I don't think uh, the the word depression was invented back then was it well I I don't want to say invented but uh, I don't think they knew exactly what depression was back then so they they really didn't have. Uh, they didn't know what was you know going on back then. I I think I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I I agree. I, I think um, you know, it's mental health is sort of like a new area of study. I think yeah. for a lot of people because, um, it it's like we've always just looked at like we. I I think that the the general. Um, feeling is that we, you know, our humanity can be fixed by a, a pill or a, you know, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but the reality is that our our mind and this is you know all the neuroscience stuff that is coming out now is like our mind is so much more powerful than any sort of helpful pills that we could take like and I'm not saying like you know if if you really need antidepressants like that is also a real thing but I yeah I I think that there's you know I just to give you an example like I um in college I was really burnt out like I was living in a sorority house and I was house manager I was taking all of these classes and trying to graduate early because I was honestly I was over it (laughs) I just wanted to be out of there and um I was drinking like six cups of coffee a day like insane like I I just was like water like literal okay let me me say this I like coffee but I don't know what six 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 would be healthy for anybody so yeah. No. Congratulations to you for for doing that, but don't don't ever do that again, please. Would not recommend. <laughs> oh, no. Would not. Um, I also like I did not have a prescription to Adderall, but I yeah. had access to it, and I was taking Adderall. Like I was doing all the things 
to like have this sort of mind over matter mindset of like getting it done, being an achiever, being, you know, the best finishing thing is whatever. And I went to like three different doctors. I had, I was having terrible headaches, like migraines. And I, I got my blood drawn. I had CAT scans. I had like all this lab stuff done to me because I was like, something is wrong. Something is totally wrong. And I feel sick. I am not happy. I, you know, and when it came down to it, I finally found a, um, a hypnotherapist that was like, you need to relax. <laughs> like that was, that was pretty much it. Did like, you, did you tell I, you him know, or her that you drink six cups of coffee? I, I don't know. Like, no, I, <laughs> I don't remember okay. um, exactly. I think it was probably like, you need to cut back, but I do remember, you know, I had some, some like, herbs and stuff that he he recommended for um you know my my gut and everything like that but like the you know the moral of the story is that like if if we're cons- like trying to fix a problem you know in in the very like defined framework of what we think it is like we're we're just gonna we're never necessarily gonna get to the root if like that doesn't even consider these other things, you know, like, right. um, and I think that mental health is very much like that. It's like, you know, there's so many factors that make us feel things. And if we're not actively finding ourselves in places where we can process this stuff, then it's, it builds up and it, it really creates resentment. It creates sickness in the body you know, and whether that's putting too much pressure on yourself for X, Y, Z reasons, or maybe it's just like, you know, you're, you're feeling lonely because you, you, yeah, you don't feel like you have the support. It's like, there's, um, you know, you can, you can have like this victim mentality or you can like be grateful, but like, there's so much more, training it takes to get your your head straight you know well see with uh depression i i have i don't know if i have it but i i, I had it but i'm in process <laughs> i i had it but i had but i took um uh citalopram. i'm not sure if you're familiar with the drug mm-hmm. but but i recently got off it last year you know because yeah because um, everything's working out for me now but that doesn't yeah. mean that i won't go back on it or get another type of of um medication for you know yeah yeah um, how do you feel now great great I'm, I'm not drinking six cups of coffee but i'm great <laughs> <laughs> good don't do it, don't <laughs> no, do it. no but, <laughs> but to go back with what you were saying about depression it's like i don't think anybody can diagnose depression really well because when you're depressed you feel like you don't want to do nothing all day long but you don't know what you, you can't explain it to, to anybody yeah, it's it's a very lonely feeling. It's like, it's like, yeah. It's because sometimes, sometimes I never want to do anything the whole day. You know, when mm-hmm. I need to do something, I'm like, I don't want to do it, man. <laughs> it just sucks, you know. I don't, and I don't think any. Well, I know the uh, the researchers are are very hard work, but I think it's a a a, a I guess that's a disease, you know, depression. Um, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I think that they're not going to be able to uh, find it really, really quick like they do most, you know, uh, stuff. Yeah. Because you know? it's I, a I very, very weird element, you know? I don't know. Well, and, you know, it's like when I was struggling with understanding my dad's addiction and how it affected me, I didn't want to tell anybody about it because I felt right. like no one would understand. Yes. I felt like I was it's, the only one. That, yeah. Yep. And yeah. that felt really lonely. Yeah. And that, that is kind of like the space where it's like, if you're having these thoughts, it's really easy to spiral, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's, I mean, it's easy now because I've done the work and I can say like, oh, just get your head straight. But it's like, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I, I don't want to sound like I, I don't have, you know, compassion and understanding for, for people suffering with it. Um, but I, I do want to just say that I, I believe that there is a way out. And I do believe that a lot of that is like connecting with other humans. Right. And being vulnerable to share because you know it's once once I started sharing it was like okay I'm not the only one here actually like you know but it took me years like yeah yeah, okay. yeah. the main purpose of this podcast is me and Blake I like a co-host um, mm -hmm. he has a depression and anxiety and we don't want anybody to feel like like the way we do when we're depressed or anxiety so I think the more people that, that that come on this show and talk about it, the more our listeners will say, okay, well, maybe I can tell X, Y, and Z about what I have and try, mm -hmm. try to get some kind of formal help, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many resources even now with, like, Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, there, like, therapy. There's, I don't know if you are familiar with, with BetterHelp. Yes. Um, yeah, I know um, I listen to a few different podcasts that, that talk about better help all the time. And, um, it's basically like affordable therapy and what's cool about it. What I think it, I haven't tried it myself, but from what I've heard is that you can switch therapist at any time and they don't charge you for that because, right. you know, from my experience, like it did take a while to find the right person who I one who I trusted and two, who actually had the right type of therapy for me, because there's, a lot of different types of therapy out there, you know, and I think that that can be really overwhelming too, because if people are like, oh, just go see a therapist, it's like, no, 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 that, like, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. there's, you know, because you, you have to, I think you have to sort of resonate with your therapist on a, right. on a level. And because if you just go and it becomes a place where you're complaining, it still is helpful because you're getting it off your chest, but I don't think that you're, you're going to actually be able to, to sort of process some of that, you know, that it's, and your, 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 your therapist might be not be specialized in the, in the category that you want them to be. And yeah. they're not going to listen because they don't know anything about it, you know, and it's, and it's so great that you just said uh, the, the thing about better help because we just got approved to work with them, work work with them and for them. So yeah, so we're oh cool, so we're, that's we're, amazing. Yeah, so we're writing out our little um a monologue and we're gonna do the whole commercial thing about yeah yeah, yeah so it's well, so great yeah. 
it's amazing. Like you, you don't need insurance even, no. you know, no. and people make it a huge thing. Like, Oh, I have to do this before I can do this. It's like, no, if, if, no. if you want help, there is help available today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I find it the the better the best kind of music to listen to when you are depressed is the Beatles. Oh my mm-hmm. God, how I love the Beatles! And I'm sure Beatles you do too, Brick. You like the Beatles? Uh, I, you know, for like many years in a row, my Spotify Wrapped always had the Beatles as one of my favorite artists, and I was like, yes. when did I listen to the Beatles? You know it's they have so many hits. It's like I don't even realize when they come on because they're just. Part of who I am, apparently. <laughs> well, the reason why there's there's a leeway. The reason why I brought up the Beatles was I found out that you were a part of the Beatles Fest. Yep. Um, and I saw you had an event in San Diego last year. So can you please tell us or tell me what 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 is the Beatles Fest? Sure. Uh, oh man, it was a so great. really fun event. Yeah. Um, I guess it was something that they did every year before COVID, but this was the first year that they brought it back. And um, right, yeah. it's at this all ages venue called Queen Bees in San Diego. And there's like three different stages. There's sort of the main um, room that feels like a, a school auditorium, basically, with a, you know, a proper stage. And then there's a little acoustic stage out in the back. And then um, the third stage is where we played, and it's on top of this giant double-decker bus <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> outside, nice, yeah. and it was so fun. I mean, there, you know, there were a lot of people. Um, they had vendors of Beetle memorabilia, um, you know, food vendors, some vintage clothing, records, you know, all of that. So, um, I, yeah, it was it went all day long too because i mean we got there you know kind of midday and they'd already been going for a bit and um i think that they went until like 10 or 11 or something they they like went over you know hours hours over but there's a huge beetles following Mm. across the country and you know it's you can't really feel bad when you're listening to beetles songs like (laughs) <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so well, that's a, that's a mean to put down. What what's your favorite Beatles song ever? Oh, it's uh, hard. Yeah, I, don't um, know. Yeah, I I mean I love like Don't Let Me Down, you know, or um. It's great. My my I remember my stepdad said his favorite Beatles song was uh um oh my gosh now I'm forgetting it the is it Spanish wood or like she once said to me da, 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 isn't it good oh norwegian wood okay, yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just think it yeah, um, yeah. So, is great <laughs> yeah i remember that was one of the first ones i learned on guitar um just because i know that he liked it and i yeah. thought that was like it's a really catchy cozy tune you know yeah so let it be would be my favorite beetle song ever made um my my aunt molly got me into that one and uh when the beatles mean so much to me because um when she passed away a few years ago uh, all these beatles memories that we talked about uh, prior you know when when she was living just just rushed back you know so beatles yeah. and elvis was like my two it's like nirvana i gotta love them i i love nirvana you know so my mom yeah. gave me um um they made me a fan of elvis 
my aunt made me fan of the Beatles, and I made myself the fan of Nirvana. So. Nice. <laughs> Those were my three main bands ever. So, cool. Um, but you mentioned um, you were um, that you taught yourself how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Um. So what advice? Okay. So if if my listeners are wanting to pick it up, what advice would you give them to actually start playing? Just play. Just do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like when I first learned. Um, I tried to learn it first in like middle school, high school, and it was really hard. You know, it's like your fingers have to adjust to these weird positions and the the strings like cut into the tips of your fingers. And so it's hard to hold down the strings. Um, But the more that you do it, the easier it gets. And then it gets more fun. Right. Yes. Yes. Kind of have to just like push past that hump. And like, I think when I was learning this, these very technical songs, like, it was hard for me to to really get into it because I wanted to sing. And so when I finally picked it up later on, um, I got this app, uh, guitar, I forget, guitar chords, <laughs> ultimate guitar chords. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so I could look up songs that I wanted to sing. And even if I couldn't really play the notes very well I could just sort of pretend and eventually I got better and then I you know I started learning like harder chords to play and um you know then I had to go back and like actually learn the the notes on the fretboard and all that but um but I think that's the hardest part is just like getting your hands sort of strengthened you know because it gets fun once you like get past that part so what would be the first song that you would recommend? Because I know that Tom Petty has like three chords takes all the way through. Uh, there's yeah. secret songs that are really easy for you to. I mean, like I mean, for you, yeah. what was your first song that that that, that you learned like all the way through? Oh man, you, you <laughs> I don't know if I had just one. Okay. I okay. I remember um, Jolene was one of mm. the first ones. Mm. Like I I spent a lot of time on Fleetwood Mac. Um, any kind of country music is typically pretty simple because they actually even call it like the you know cowboy chords because okay. um, <laughs> this is just like the open chords yeah. because yeah you don't need to use your finger to hold down you know all the different um, right. strings all at once so that's like kind of a I, I think a good place to start is um, if you have any country tunes that you like then yeah. or you know some of the Nirvana songs are not too bad like i think they're mostly like 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 power chords yeah exactly yeah but you know power chords can be hard at first like (laughs) but but they could be really easy because it just takes two or three fingers but you know some set of chords i mean because because i've heard that that the f chord is like death to most guitarists learning that yeah f chord and, 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 yeah, bar chords. I guess is what I, I'm. I'm talking about. Bar chords is like the death <laughs> yeah. of anybody playing the guitar for. Yeah, power chords is a good a good place to start. Yeah, because that uses your whole your whole hand around your whole fingers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I wouldn't notice um, personally because um, uh, um, we learned that you start at a couple of businesses uh, for yourself. Yeah. So, um, what would you recommend someone who wants to start their own business? Like, like point A to point B. Ooh. Or like, is this like, yeah. 
Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I first started, yeah, I've started a few businesses. I don't know what, you know, I mean, six cups of coffee on each morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's like if you have an idea and you really believe in it, um, it can be blinding, right. you know. And so it's really easy to register your business or like to get a credit card and like be like, oh, I'm going to pay for this stuff on credit to to start my business. But I think the best advice I could give is like try starting out really small Mm -hmm. and try just to validate your idea, you know. So like if it's something where you are making a product, like make one or two and like you know get some feedback from friends or something like that like until you sell one like you don't you don't have to go all in and go all crazy at first and i've definitely made that mistake (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but you know because it's tempting it's like you're excited and then you're like oh i need this equipment and i need this sort of thing and um oh my gosh i have like I mean, I've thrown out a lot of them, but I've at at one point had like six different types of business cards with my name on it, you know, and it's like, okay, I I don't know if that was necessary. Because now I have a um, one of those digital cards where you you, you just scan it with your phone. Oh, it's smart. And and the ring out because I'm like, because if like one thing changes, you got to make a whole new box of cards. Mm -hmm. That's expensive, you know? Yeah, it adds up. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That adds up a lot because I've been through it too. Well, I mean, yeah. They, they yeah. Get, like a Disney card or something. They don't digital one. Yeah. Uh, and like I've, you know, I've gone in it into it with the best intentions. Like oh, I'm yeah. gonna make this thing because I want to help people, or this is gonna, you know, like and, and not everyone shares my vision, you know. So it's like, and maybe it is a, a little bit of a crazier idea too. So, um, you know, the just don't be afraid to start start small and like like one day at a time just do a little bit each day you know and it'll build and i think once you start trusting in that process that you're you're working on it just a little bit each day like things naturally start to unfold and that's the best best advice you gotta crawl before you can walk you know Mm -hmm. you gotta walk Mm -hmm. before you run so it's uh yeah, take it one day at a time. Don't rush anything. Like I've been trying to uh, do better myself with. You know, yeah, and don't compare uh, yourself. That, yeah. Oh man, that's the number one trap for any artist thank or you. any entrepreneur. Thank you for saying that because I did. I I I do everything that you just said. Not to you, <laughs> I, I mean you all have already done it. You know, because I compared myself with so many podcasts that didn't even talk about music. I'm like, why am I comparing myself with this and this <laughs> and when they have a whole different, you know? So yeah, mm-hmm. take one step at a time and never compare yourself. That is awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's like honestly good advice for life in general, but especially if you're like trying to start something creative or or a business. Right. So yeah. Um. So you started a lot of a lot of businesses um, that we just discussed. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit about the music industry and where it's going today. Yeah. Since we've been doing this for almost three years now, February uh, next month. Cool. Uh, and 
the more and more I interview musicians, the more and more I learn about their goal. They're wanting to go to indies, an indie label, or hmm. starting a, a whole record company like like Slipknot and Nonpoint. Cool. Um, are you signed to a major label, or did you go to indie route? Or because because my, yeah. my, my main question is, uh, what does it take take uh, to make it in today's music industry as opposed to you know, forty years ago yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 like the nineteen seventies, yeah, eighty, yeah, right. yeah. I, it's definitely very different. I think you know, typically to even be considered by um, a major label these days, you really have to have a huge following. Right. And so you definitely have to, you know, do like all the the online stuff to scale. So. Um, building up your TikTok, building up, you know, Instagram, YouTube, all that, you know, and I think that's something that I, I strive to do because I do believe in the power of music and I, I do want people to, to feel like they're empowered and they're, they're worth it. And I want to write songs that make people feel that way, you know? Um, But I think for me, it's, yeah, it's really important that I, I grow from, from like a an indie and honest perspective, which means, you know, like never paying for followers, um, really just putting in the time to network with your community, to meet right. with other bands, you know, to uplift them, book shows with them. And ultimately, if you can be successful as an indie artist, like that's huge because oh, yeah. Yeah. you're, you're going to be more sustainable anyway. Like, if you get signed with a major record label, essentially they're just giving you a loan. So you could do the same, exactly. You could do the same thing, like incorporate a business and go to the bank and get a hundred thousand dollars or, you know, if if you have good credit, like of course (laughs) there's a lot of factors that depend on that, Um, you know, but get it, take out a small business loan and put it into your music and you could do that tomorrow and it'd be almost the same thing as signing with a major label. You know, you wouldn't have all of the support and access to co-writes as you would with like a a large label and and they have teams of people with experience. So that's, you know, pretty huge. (laughs) But essentially, if you don't know how to spend that money and to make your money back, then you're going to end up the same exact way as if you sign with a label. So, you know, for me, like it's really important to figure that out. And if the opportunity comes around where I have the opportunity to sign with the major label, like oh, by then I would love to have and say in confidence that like I know exactly how I'm running my music business, you know, and um and I think that would give me a much greater chance of survival. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, it, there's like a, a crazy statistic about this, which I don't know completely off the top of my head, but it's like 80% or something of artists who have been signed to major labels and then file for bankruptcy because they can't make the money back. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause there, um, if, if uh, you'll let me um, um, tell you a story that, that, that I've heard about one, one TikToker, I forgot his name, but he's he's really really getting well known now. Um, yeah, he said that that he signed with a major label first, then 
turn out to be much of anything. And mm-hmm. then after he, after his, after they 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 released the film, he started making music for himself on an independent label. He started making all these fans, all this, all, all these uh, gigs and books here and there, and 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 the music label wanted him to come back after he did everything himself that they could not do. Like, bro, you don't need to go back. Just just continue. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's one of the. That's one of the ways that they will, uh, that they will get you, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And then, uh, another artist saying that if if you sound like some if you sound uh, so much like somebody else that put you on the shelf for like years, mm. while still being under contract, so you can't do nothing. So that's yeah. I would yeah. I now I wouldn't recommend anybody being on a on a uh, major label, but I mean. If you gotta make ends meet, <laughs> you know. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I think you, you know, just being smart about it, yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, never sign a contract that you haven't had reviewed by a lawyer. And if you see, that's that's the main that's the main thing. No, I mean, nobody has money for lawyers when 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 you first start. So it's like, what do you do? You know? Yeah, so. yeah, and and that's you know that's tough. But if you, I and do you ever listen to Ari's take? No. He's a podcaster. Okay. Uh, his podcast is actually how to make it in the in today's music industry oh, or nice. something. Like that. Okay. okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if he has resources on there for like music attorneys and stuff, but I feel like, you know, in today's Google world, it it wouldn't be that hard to find a lawyer or like, yeah. I don't know if people are listening to this like. DM me and I'll connect you to my right. guy. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, yeah. So we have two more questions because I don't want to take up all your time. So okay. <laughs> um, so you you made, uh you said uh, what well, I well, I said you have three new singles coming out this year. Well, oh, hold on, wait a minute. In oh, in 2022, you, you go, yeah. Okay, so, last okay. year I had. Okay. I, I do have. Uh, do I have do three. have at least three more coming out this year, but I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Right on the mic. Okay, so Save Yourself mm-hmm. was written about your father, right? Yes. And yeah. his, um, well, I, I, I don't want to, I'll go to share what it's about because I don't want to step on anything, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Save Yourself, I wrote, um, sort of as like a plea, I guess, you know, at, at that time, I he he had just gotten uh like was separated from my stepmom and I, I think that she was the last thing that was sort of holding him together. Um and so, you know, I wrote the song just I don't know, I, so I don't he never got to hear it, unfortunately, but I I really was trying to encourage him to stop drinking and at that point it was it was beyond his you know his alcoholism had really just taken over his brain and I think probably his body you know so um I don't know I felt like it was sort of a a shot in the dark but um that that's the power of music you know you just gotta let it flow sometimes and and go with it so you know, if it inspires someone else, I know when you 
are in an addictive cycle, it's um, it's very hard to actually pull yourself out. Like most of the time, you will need some sort of intervention. You know, God willing, you have people around you that actually do that for you. Um, because I, I know that the the idea of an addict saving themselves is really rare. Yeah. And it's and it's really sad, you know, but I think if if nothing else, if if somebody hears the song and, and they're like, Oh yeah, I can do this because ultimately even if an addict like my dad went to rehab, which he did, he then had the choice to stay sober or not you know and so it's like we have a choice every day even if we don't have uh diagnostic addictions like we have a choice every day to wake up and either be grateful or be a victim yeah, you know right. and um it's really easy to to slip into that victim mindset but uh, the end of the day it's like we are alive we are here you're breathing right <laughs> you know and it's like if you just even start with being grateful for the things that we take for granted it really changes your entire day right yeah that's that's so well put you know and and was that like a like a after you wrote it and recorded it was that like a like a like a full-blown release for you yeah yeah, yeah. it was yeah. um it was my yeah. first fully produced single so um no 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 i i mean like 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 release of in like feeling like i got that out of my system i can i can oh yeah cathartic yeah yeah. yeah. recording it recording it i cried oh oh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but that's good though you know because the better the uh the more emotional you let out the better you are on inside going you know full forward in life you know yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they say you got to feel your feelings, and right, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, can you tell us more about the songs that are releasing this year? Sure. Um, so, the other songs I put out last year were Galaxies Clyde and CSR. Um, so, Galaxies Clyde, I made a music video with um, my friend Glenn. And uh, you can check that out on YouTube. It's probably my favorite video we've done so far. Um, CSR, I have a video coming out this year for that song. And then I recorded two singles, um, Satellite and Lonely Rider with Sweet Myths nice. last summer. Nice. So those will be the next two singles coming out. And, um, you know, it's really interesting now um, is having time to reflect and also, you know, been doing lots of different types of therapy myself. Like, um, a lot of the songs that I wrote, I didn't really even see a thread necessarily that like tied them all together, but I know that I write a lot of love songs and, you know, I've been learning a lot more about like codependency and sort of this idea of, of, um, of repeating our childhood patterns. And so um, both Lonely Rider and Satellite are about relationships. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely ties into the, the same theme of 
addiction and codependency and um you know what i thought was love (laughs) and now now i'm i'm just just really grateful i have a whole different definition of of what i believe love is um nice so yeah it was too much to ask you what what does love mean to you now no no not at all good (laughs) because i'm so interested (laughs) (laughs) well you know i think loving anyone else i think starts with loving yourself right because it's that idea of like you have to have your cup full before you can pour it out and help others or like you have to put your mask your air mask on if you're in a plane before you help others and um in especially growing up with um my dad who you know he did the best that he could he he really did love my sister and i but um it was it was really hard sometimes because i felt like he wasn't really able to be present for us you know it was very much um on his terms or on the addictions terms you know and and so even like being with him i always felt the sense of loneliness and so a lot of the songs i've written have been about that feeling and it's like now i know that like i can access this feeling of wholeness without having the need for attention or excitement or fun from another person. Nice. Well, yeah, because that's really, uh, hell, that, that, that makes perfect sense, you know. I mean, because everything revolves around you having to believe in yourself first and foremost before anything, I think, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, so that was, yeah. yeah. That was yeah, and, and I'll say, and you know, a big part of it, too, was, like, I – I was brought up um, uh, going to a Lutheran church, and so, you know, I was taught to believe in God, and um, for a while, I was really mad at God. <laughs> I was really like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not... Um, it's not okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I think that there's been a lot of really crazy moments in my life where I'm like, you know, give me a sign and then like the sign appears and I'm like mm, okay no. I, <laughs> I, don't know. I can't like I can't turn a blind eye to that no. so you know I think just understanding whether it's God or the universe or understanding this like deeper connection that we all share as human beings um has really helped me a lot because it's like we're we're never truly alone yeah, you know right yeah. uh, great great response for that one more question, and then we'll let you go get your can of coffee, because everybody needs it. <laughs> no, no more coffee. <laughs> no, no, at, least, at least, like, one a day, right? <laughs> yeah, I've moved on to green tea now, so, yeah. <laughs> green tea awesome. Okay, so this might be the hardest question yet. So, okay. Uh, so, uh, our podcast is called, you know, When Words Fail, Music Speaks. Mm-hmm. It can be anything from the truth. Uh, so, are you able right now... To tell us how, which artist or song or album do you go to that you can't tell me, your sister, your fans, how it makes you feel inside? Did I say that right? You, I mean, I mean, do you like um, an album that already exists that makes me feel uh, how I feel right now? Yeah, or okay, so. 
if you listen to the song and you can't explain how it makes you feel inside, what mm-hmm. song or artist would that be? Or album, you know, I mean. Yeah. Because um, see with me. That's a hard question. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, see with me, Eric Church's uh, Talladega is something that I can never under, that I can never explain how it makes me feel deep inside. Mm. It's just, just something to my soul that I can't really express, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, is, is there like one song or a couple of songs that, that that does the same thing to you? Um, I mean, I think that there's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think like, oh, man. There, there's so many songs that just I put them on and I just like get into this trance you know and I think that it's sometimes they make me feel really sad and sometimes they make me feel really happy I mean like um, there's this DJ called Lord Echo and oh. whenever I put his stuff on I just like feel Everything, like you know, the yeah, hardest yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just like yeah. it's like funky disco, you know. And um, okay, so that was DJ Echo, Lord Echo, Lord Echo. Okay, gotcha. yeah. okay, yeah. Um, if I feel like I want to cry, like maybe I'll listen to New Order or <laughs> or um, Death Cab for Cutie, you know. Oh, great band, yeah. Uh, so yeah, both great bands um i yeah man that's a hard question i i don't know if there's one at least not off the top of my head i might have to like email you later (laughs) i mean because the you you actually answered my question perfectly because i'm not i'm not expecting you to tell me how it feels because you don't know, you know, you, you don't know how, how, how it makes me feel sometimes, you know, and I get like yeah. that too, you know, cause there's, there's a few, okay, so I got, um, Eric Church, Luke mm-hmm. Combs, and I think those are the main two guys that when I hear their songs, I can't, I don't, I, 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 I don't know how to express it, how it makes me feel to you, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Just move, move, move me in some way, so. Like, yeah. a, like a pleasant way. It's not. It's not like a you know like a hateful way. It's more like a because when I listen to music, I I, I, I I listen to it like all times of the day when I'm happy, sad, depressed. Yeah. Um. And I and I mostly listen to it when I'm depressed because that kicks me right out of it. So yeah. It's just something yeah. about music that that, that that does it to me. Yeah. I I was listening to a podcast with Rick Rubin the other day, and he was saying that you know music has the the ability to meet us where we are in that moment. And I think that's so important because it's like, it could, you know, it could be a really angry song. It could be like a really happy song, but because we're being met in that moment and we're like recognizing ourselves in the song, it's like that relationship is love, Mm. you know? And I think that that's, that's part of, the magic of it all. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, awesome. Awesome. So everybody listening into this uh, awesome conversation, you can find uh, Miss Courtney at um, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, 
there's many, many more links. I, w- I, I will link her link tree in the description, and you can go to her um, website, which is CourtneyMcKenna.rocks. Yes. Dot com dot rocks. How did you <laughs> obtain that 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 dot rocks? Um, I remember I was with my old guitar player in Brooklyn, and you know I'd only put out acoustic records at that point. Yeah, right. So I was looking at domain names, and we were both sort of you know having a, a computer work study sesh, and I was like, oh, they have. I, I, I don't know. It was just an offering. Like yeah. they have this domain dot rocks. I was like, should I do it? He's yeah. like, if you're gonna do it, you gotta commit to it. And I was like, all right, here yeah. we go. Like, <laughs> that, awesome. I I wish I knew about that one before I I I registered my domain. So, within due time, I I'll I'll probably switch over to dot rocks. I don't know, but but it's yeah. <laughs> but it's Courtney McKenna dot rocks. So yes. thank you very much. This was awesome. Yeah, and thank I, you I so, much. so much. It's been a really fun conversation. Yeah, uh, and I hope um, you come back on uh, pretty soon because we have a series called Cover Wars that I want to invite you back on. Um, Ooh. Yeah, but I'll feed you in on the information soon. Okay, but sounds until, good. Yeah, so, but until then, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. And when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. Friendship is love. Mm. You know, and I think that that's, that's part of the magic of it all. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So everybody listening to this awesome conversation, you can find uh, Miss Courtney at, um, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, there's many, many more links. I, I, I will link her link tree in the description and you can go to her um, website, which is CourtneyMcKenna.rocks. Dot, yes. dot com dot rocks how did you <laughs> obtain that 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 dot rocks um i remember i was with my old guitar player in brooklyn and you know i'd only put out acoustic records at that point yeah, right. so i was looking at domain names and we were both sort of you know having a, a computer work study sesh and i was like oh they have i i, I don't know it's just an offering like yeah. they have this domain dot rocks i was like should i do it he's yeah. like if you're gonna do it, you gotta commit to it. I was like, all right, here we go. Like, awesome. I I wish I knew about that one before I I I registered my domain. So, within due time, I, I'll I'll probably switch over to dot rocks. I don't know, but but it's yeah. <laughs> but it's Courtney McKenna dot rocks. So yes. thank you very much. This was awesome. Yeah, thank I, you I so, much. You so much. It's been a really fun conversation. Yeah, and I hope um you come back on uh pretty soon because we have a series called cover wars that i want to invite you back on um, oh yeah but i'll feed you in on the information soon okay but sounds until, good yeah so but until then everybody uh thank you for listening and when words fail music speaks bye guys